Good morning. It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Today is Friday, April 29th, 2022. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Sitka's community COVID level was downgraded back to medium on Thursday by the Centers for Disease Control after several hospitalizations put the community in high alert last week. The CDC announced that Sitka was in high alert on April 21st. In an email, Alaska Department of Health and Social Services spokesperson Clinton Bennett confirmed that six people were hospitalized for COVID-19 between April 13th and April 19th in the Sitka and Juneau Health Service area. Bennett wrote that of the six, the majority of the hospitalizations were in Sitka, but did not confirm an exact number. On Wednesday, DHSS reported 88 new coronavirus cases in Sitka, continuing an upward trend in Sitka's case rate for the third week in a row. But with no new hospitalizations in the last seven days, the CDC downgraded Sitka's community alert level despite the uptick in cases. Sitka's community has lost population for the fifth year in a row. Consultants recently delivered an annual overview of Sitka's economic trends in 2021. And as KCAW's Catherine Rose reports, they focused on some of the highlights from the state of Sitka's economy, which is marked by a graying population and a tight housing market. Sitka's population declined for the fifth year in a row, with the number dropping by 71 people between 2020 and 2021. Katie Berry is an economist with the McKinley Research Group, an Alaska research and consulting firm. She said Sitka also saw a natural decrease in its population last year, with deaths outnumbering births slightly. This is somewhat unusual. This is not something that we see a lot of economies experiencing every year. Again, it was a very small net negative number. Barry said it's unclear what's causing the natural decrease, but it could be in part because Sitka's population is aging. So in 2012, Sitka's median age was 39 years old. By 2021, it was 41. That doesn't sound like a a really big change, but in these demographic numbers, that's quite a shift up in the median age of a population. She says that the aging population will have an impact on Sitka's labor force and the number of non-resident workers that are needed. Every year, the McKinley Research Group publishes a report for the Southeast Economic Development Association, examining Sitka's economic trends. During her presentation, Barry discussed changes in Sitka's population, labor force, employment, and industries. Barry also discussed housing trends in Sitka and confirmed what many suspect, that the market remains tight, affected by construction costs and the highest inflation increase since the 1980s. Barry said the number of homes that sold last year in Sitka was a bit lower than preceding years. Only 32 homes sold last year, compared to an average of 40 for the previous four years. But here's where the real story is and where the real story of how tight your housing market is. The number of days on market for a home that's sold in Sitka, and that's really gone down over the last five years. Things are changing hands faster. On average, homes spent 91 days on the real estate market compared to 220 days in 2017. A question was raised from the public about how many homes sold were as primary residences versus second homes or investment properties. How many were bought for cash rather than financed? Barry replied she wished she could get her hands on those numbers, but that information is considered proprietary. Data certainly exists 
on if, if these homes changing hands are primary residences and cash, if I could only get the banks to give me that data, what data I would have, I would love to see it. It exists. It's not made public. One thing Barry said could help take some of the pressure off Sitka's housing market, an uptick in new construction. The community has seen a big jump in multifamily housing construction. In 2020 and 2021, multifamily housing overtook single-family homes as the biggest chunk of new housing units added to Sitka, making for the biggest annual increase in new housing units in the last decade. And it remains to be seen how this trajectory might change this year, again, as construction materials are harder to find, more expensive. And it remains to be seen if adding these units is going to ease that pressure on the housing market at all. When it comes to Sitka's job market, Barry said it seems to be on the rebound. While wage and salary employment remains about 6% below 2019 levels, Barry said through the first nine months of 2021, Sitka added 400 new jobs. And while the seafood industry was hit hard by COVID, preliminary data shows 2021 was a better year, and the community saw a big increase in seafood processing employment. And then there's tourism. The record-breaking 450,000 cruise passengers Sitka's expecting this summer comes with big economic implications and unknowns. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. You can view Katie Berry's presentation slides on our website at kcaw.org. The full report will be published by the McKinley Group in the coming days. The Coast Guard cutter Anna Kappa is headed out of Petersburg, but not to the scrap heap. Joe Vicknicki reports. I will say watch your steps and watch your heads. There are some lower spots on the boat. Petty Officer 2nd Class Caleb Tower leads a community tour of the ship. You'll see when we get to the burthen areas, there's not a lot of room. There's not a lot of creature comforts on this boat. It is, this boat is to do a mission. So, where the, the newer boats, the FRCs, the 154s down in Ketchikan, they're built to a commercial standard. So it's much more luxurious. It's essentially take a yacht and put guns on it and say it's for the Coast Guard, and those are the FRCs. This boat was designed to do a mission, and we do the mission pretty well. The FRCs are fast response cutters, the 154-foot replacements being deployed to other Alaska ports. Local officials fought to keep a cutter stationed in Petersburg after the military branch announced plans to replace the 110-foot island-class ships like the Anacapa. Named after an island in California, the Anacapa arrived in Petersburg and was commissioned in 1990. Tower says the constant use in Alaska is hard on a 30-year-old ship. We're constantly going up here. Um, the only other boat I've been on that is equivalent to what we do here in Alaska is over in the Middle East, over in Patfor, and it's high op tempo, high, just constantly go, 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 go. So the boat gets tired. It's a 30-year-old boat. It's She's tired, but she's in very good condition for her age. Deep in the stern, Senior Chief Petty Officer Jeffrey Wilkes shows off two large engines for propulsion and two for electrical power. At top speed, the ship can burn around 300 gallons an hour. At lower speeds, it can go almost 5,000 nautical miles on a tank of gas. Wilkes says it's been challenging to be on an older ship. It's, it's getting harder and harder to maintain the asset um, with the limited resources. Parts are hard to find. 
logistics, getting parts in and out is probably the hardest. The Anacapa heads to Ketchikan and will spend about a month there swapping out the engines and generators before heading to a new home port, Port Angeles, Washington. A new crew takes over there and this Petersburg crew heads to new postings. It's bittersweet for some on board, including Wilkes. The town has been real welcoming to me and my family, uh, my kids, my wife works at the school. My kids, we, we just love it here, but work-wise, it's been a difficult tour. The Anacapa was to be decommissioned, but that's no longer the plan. It will be replacing one that's in worse shape. The crew says there are maybe a dozen of the 110s left in the Coast Guard, and this one may have another two to five years left. Like other law enforcement patrols, the ship has angered fishermen when armed crew come on board and send boats back to port early for missing safety gear. And it's earned their gratitude for plucking mariners from the hull of a sinking ship. Over the years, the Anacapa has responded to natural disasters, freed entangled whales, searched for missing aircraft and hunters, and brought a Christmas tree to the state capitol and closed to community shelters. The ship was at the border with Canada in 1999 when a fishing dispute ensnarled a Petersburg fisherman, and it's been through the Panama Canal and back for a major overhaul at a Baltimore shipyard in 2009. Michaela McCune has been commanding officer on the Anacapa for about a year. It's her first command. The CO says the ship has character and says it's been a privilege to work with her crew. McCune says one of the tougher missions during her time was a search and rescue, or SAR, for a sailboat in distress north of Sitka. The weather was rough, of course, as, as it is with SAR cases. And so we did the whole thing where we steamed through the night, uh, got their first light in the morning and went into this remote bay and had to come up with a pretty creative plan. We used our small boat to get the sailboat under tow and then transfer the tow over to the cutter and were able to rescue the sailboat and the couple individuals on board and bring them back to Sitka. And that was just truly a team effort. We'd had a pretty serious engineering casualty just a few days before. So our engineers worked through the night to get the cutter back up. The Anacapa's replacement in Petersburg is an 87-foot San Francisco-based Marine Protector-class cutter called the Pike, built in 2005. The smaller ship means around seven fewer crew. In Petersburg, I'm Joe Vignicki. I'm Peter Apathy, and this has been Raven News. And looking at the weather forecast for today, partly cloudy skies in the forecast, highs around 50 degrees with northwest winds around 10 miles per hour. And in the community calendar, the opening reception for Sitka Public Library Art Exhibition's Reemergence exhibit, featuring works by 10 local artists, is 5 to 7 p.m. today. And the University of Alaska Sitka campus celebrates its commencement ceremony at 7 p.m. tonight at Harrigan Centennial Hall. (music) 